Hello everybody and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club, the podcast for films that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Dr. Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. And this week, we're throwing it straight over to Kate Willoughby. Hello! Because, Kate, it is your 25th episode! 25? Yeah. Oh, I know. Love it. It's, it's great. Congratulations. Uh, the rule on this program is, whenever a guest hits their 25th episode, they get to pick the film that we review. Yeah. So what have you chosen? Um, I have chosen, and I realised Dean didn't know this, because his reaction <laughs> was like, this was the one you this is your chosen film no i had a list i like i couldn't decide i had like a top five list but i have uh, i decided to pick beauty and the beast the original animated version Mm -hmm. not the The good one not no (laughs) shut up no you don't know Uh, i could be referring to either yeah no uh but yeah i I picked this one i had a a lot of other a lot of other movies to choose from if i may in, Mm -hmm. in order for the audience to gain a little insight into you what was the list um, so I had Imagine Me and You, which is a, a, a queer lady romantic mm-hmm. uh, comedy. Yeah. Um, I had um, But I'm a Cheerleader, which is also a lesbian. Uh, I, it was a movie that I uh, watched. Uh, I got in the video store at Civic Videos. And I um, wow. and I was like, I don't know what this is about. And then I sort of read the back. And every time I rented it out, it was in shame. I didn't want anyone to know <laughs> that I got it. But I didn't know why I felt ashamed probably because it was civic video and not blockbuster <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um so yeah watching that at 14 and not coming out as bisexual till like 23 mm. it really and the same with imagine me and you i yeah. i rented it going i wonder what it's it i can't believe how dumb i was it's, like it's, the- <laughs> it's always that classic did you always know and you're like well no, no. but also In looking high- back <laughs> yes yeah. um and i think i had also had the first pirates of the caribbean film you but did? pretty much oh. everyone has seen it on your like, yeah we, we haven't been able to do that film yet because we've not found one that hasn't seen it yet but we'll get there yeah. one day um but also like i think with beauty and the beast there's only two people in the group that hadn't yeah seen and we it. didn't want to make mary jackson sit through another disney film so we welcome officially dean lovett hello i am officially dean lovett yes uh dean uh you have not seen beauty and the beast no i I, I've discussed with you already. I think I may have when I was very young, mm. um, but it is it's lost to time. The, it's also part of the social zeitgeist. Like, yeah, it, it, like it, I, it's I, definitely a film that even if you haven't seen it, you might go, oh, be our guest. Or, it's oh, very everyone. possible that I have never seen it, and I just know through osmosis mm. uh, yeah. some of the scenes. Some of this, obviously, there's some quintessential songs in there that I'm aware of. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I'm coming in blind. Excellent. So, uh, what are you expecting then from like your collected cultural? Um, I pretty much know the plot. Oh, yeah. um, you know, um, young girl gets kidnapped by Beast and then realizes he's not so bad, and then um, they they have a romance, and and the romance is the thing that cures him of the Beastnessnessness, uh, and then end. Yeah. Uh, that's the film. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Oh, and there's that. Isn't there like some crazy scene where like all the villagers have a massive to the death fight with the furniture oh maybe maybe. oh yeah gaston's in there yeah ah the classic hero archetype (laughs) of gaston yeah okay so you've got a pretty good handle of what this film is yeah i think i think i mean it's not an overly complex plot to begin with Mm. no um but yeah as i said i think i've without watching it i have absorbed Mm. much of it but i think the real joy of of this film because um, I'm going to be very upfront. I think Beauty and the Beast might be my favourite of the Disney films. Yeah, oh of the particularly the the hand drawn animated take. Disney yeah, films. Yeah, the hand drawn animated films. Yeah, and- but what about Sleeping Beauty? 
it's I, not great, dude. Yeah. yeah what about? It. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, um, uh, Cinderella. Cinderella's fine. Cinderella is maybe. How, how far back do we go? Because if I, I, if, You've I feel like Lion Snow King, White. you've only got Snow White. If I go Lion King, is that too modern? No. Uh, okay, but, well, Lion King's way better. What are you talking about? Nah, Come on, people. Uh, Lion King's good. Uh, but Hercules. Is that too modern? Oh, Hercules is quite fun. Hercules I, I do like it. Hercules is a movie that could have been great, mm. and it's a good, Ooh. and I enjoy it, but they, the creators didn't care about it, and it's... Like, they literally... They wanted to make a treasure planet, and Disney was like, you got to make Hercules first, and they went, fine. And they, like... <laughs> and you can tell, because the plot, you go, oh, this is interesting, and then they go... And then it ends, and like Hades and Hercules never meet. They like never meet until right at the end. Like it's this weird. Mm. It's it's a movie that I think if they had a bet, uh, like writers that really cared about it and just did some tweaking with some of the story. Songs it, are bangers though. Yeah, but yeah. Hercules has no real growth because he's a nice person throughout. <laughs> he literally. Is he's a good person, mm. and he's a little bit jealous once because his heart gets should broken. Should have gone, yeah. He should have had his heart broken and then gone through like an the incel whole point, phase. The whole point was like, how do you be a true hero? Mm. And it's literally like, he's a good person through. Anyway, we're not watching that movie. No, we're watching um, Beauty and the Beast, Beast, which I think has got some slightly more uh, well considered morality yes. stuff around what it does, what it means to be a hero, mm. and yeah. uh, good people and bad people. And we're going to get to uh, examine all of that in greater detail. Oh, I, I intend yeah. to pose some <laughs> difficult questions to I, Kate Willoughby. No, I think you're going to like it. I like mm. Because it was the same with like, Singing in the Rain. You were like, oh, no. But I didn't like that that much. <laughs> oh, no, you loved it. You didn't I thought Singing it, in the Rain was long and it was long. Well, this one's not long. This, this is a long. tight 85 yeah, actually, minutes. 85 minutes. Eight, so okay, so it's... It's, it's pretty, yeah, pretty... It's pretty tight. For these, tight. for today's standards, that's bloody... That's, yeah. that's, I watched an episode of Stranger Things recently that was longer <laughs> than that, so... Excellent. Well, with all that being said, shall we watch Beauty and the Beast? Yes! No! Yes! I mean, sorry, yes. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna love it. For those of you listening at home, pop on those DVDs, load up those streaming services, and prepare to see the baker with his bread, like always, as we watch Beauty and the Beast from 1991. Yeah, boy! And welcome back, everybody. We've just finished watching Beauty and the Beast from 1991, and I'm joined once again by Kate Willoughby. Hello. And Dean Lovett. Hi. Dean, that was your first time watching Beauty and the Beast. Yep. What did you think? I thought it was good. Yep. Pretty good. I had problems with it. Yep. Um, that we can get into. Mm-hmm. But my initial thought, and I think I think this is pretty hard to argue against, it is uh, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The whole movie is just really, and it's like, it's like the, an old, it's a style of animation that just isn't around anymore, mm. that you can just see that Disney just created and perfected just some absolutely beautiful shots, mm. composure, animation, hand drawing, it was pretty. Yeah, it's it's a very pretty film. I have to say, Kate, being the first time I've watched this film in a few years, and I think mm. the first time I've watched it on... A screen as big as this mm. it's lovely to look at oh it's beautiful the opening um is just beautiful to look at and uh, yeah the whole movie and also the soundtrack i always forget what the what the orchestral things called you know the mm. the, the, the score the, the score un- yeah mm. the score is beautiful like yeah. they the, the the piano and of like 
when I listen to it, it's just it's just amazing, and that follows throughout the whole film and adds a real. And same with the hand drawn and the artwork. I think it, mm. it it gives it this sort of, yeah, old but like film. It, it feels like a no. It, it was nominated for an Oscar, um, mm. uh, and it won an Oscar, and I'm not surprised by that. There are some computer animation in it. Um, obviously, it was the first animated film to use. Did notice a few of those moments, and I'm wondering. I I, I asked myself at the time. Because obviously we're watching it on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. which I'd imagine means it's an update of an update of an update. You know, they, mm. they, this wouldn't be the original version. Um, and I was wondering how much some of that inclusion of inclusion of three D stuff. I was wondering if that would would have been the original or if that's, that's kind of the added. original. That's the original. So uh, okay. yeah, it's it's really not been changed that much uh, mm. since it's it's original. Except they added a character. Well, it was originally just called Beauty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but no, they, they it's it, it, you can sort of see it now when you look at it, but it works so well that the way the focus is done, because obviously the technology wasn't there, but it's in the ballroom mm. dance scene, is that mm. the focus is on them, so you don't really look at everything else, but it means you could you, they could create for the first time in American animation a sweeping shot mm. that just would have been so difficult um, to do by hand. Mm. It's about those to, kind of perspective the, shifts. And the perspective shifts. I mean, there's a reason why The Last Dance was Angling. just them stenciling over the Sleeping Beauty dance number, which mm. is why there were some people with pointed hats in the background. They literally yeah. just went, oh, Sleeping Beauty. They just redrew it. Yeah. Um, they traced they, it. They were like, we're running out of time. We've, we, we've spent so much time trying to make this the rest of this film yeah. and that dance sequence, that the big Beauty and the Beast dance sequence look as good as they could yeah. but yeah for that last one they were like yeah yeah we get it they're together yeah it's just stands all over as you say Wrapping um, things up yeah, yeah it's it is just a real pleasure <laughs> to rewatch this film yeah it's and um yeah the story is is pretty simple and you did pretty much nail it from the beginning dean it's yeah. uh you know prince has a castle and a bad attitude uh gets turned into uh, a beast i would go further than that but go on okay a very bad attitude uh, he's he's turned into this beast uh, and he can only break the spell if he falls in love with someone and they fall in love with him despite his beastly appearance before the last rose petal falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, Q Bell, uh, a town that, uh, sorry, a, a girl that uh, a town hates so much, they have a song about it. Because mm, she reads. Yeah. yeah. She's an educated woman in pre revolutionary But again, it, it does that whole um, the thing of like, that, that's why, yeah, the whole song they are establishing. Yes, everyone agrees in the town mm. that she's beautiful. Yeah, but nobody like, but everyone fears and you know and questions of who she is on the inside. And I mm. think that's where your yeah the whole every character it's looking about like your how you're perceived by mm. others and how you yeah. perceive yourself and that's sort of <coughs> the three main characters uh, um, of Belle, Gaston, and the Beast. Mm. It's about the perception of the outside, your internal, and how. And then how you treat others. Because Belle doesn't know where she fits in. Like, she she yeah. spends most of that opening number going, you know, oh, I, I really enjoy I this, but I don't know where I fit. And then when they have the reprise and she's going, you know, I want to go to the Great Wide somewhere. Like, she wants yeah. to do... She wants, she, wants to do and... she wants to do something, but she doesn't know what it is. And she wants someone to understand... Mm who she is it's sort of that which i think she never explicitly fear, says that but of course I, 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 for once it might be great to have someone understand i want so much more um than the, they've got planned yeah so yeah um Goats. yeah so it, it is that she wants someone that maybe that gets her but also 
maybe maybe not understand completely but understand where she's coming from and mm. what mm. she wants and not um yeah mm. and yeah they get um there's a prisoner exchange program that she becomes involved with. Well, it's the same thing when Gaston says that she'll do anything for her dad. Yeah. And that's completely true. When when he's, when he's she finds him, mm. she doesn't even think about it, that she puts herself first yeah. um, for her dad. Yeah. Um, and I think what this film does really well is that there's a few relationships which are really well told in quite a short period of time. Yeah. Like uh, Lumiere and Cogsworth's relationship is just yes. fantastic, uh, yeah. where they clearly like each other while not liking each yeah, other. Yeah, they got the, 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 the classic bicker married couple, yeah. that kind of, we like each other, but we bicker. But Belle's relationship with Maurice, her father. It's loving. Yeah, and it's it's one that um, really stood out for me on this viewing, I guess, mm. where it was just, it just, you really felt... That yeah, obviously Belle's mum's not around uh, yeah. in this film. That they don't even discuss that, um, and I think it's potentially um, interesting to see how that plays out. Um, yeah. it, it, I, I'm thinking about the the 2017 adaptation, I guess, where mm. they do delve into a bit more of that, and it kind of spoils it. I think it does. I think this one does a good job of they clearly love each other. He sees nothing wrong with who she is, but also. He's clearly not in touch with the rest of the community, right? And I mm. think because he goes, oh, Gaston, a he's a handsome fellow. Like, he's that... eccentric. Yeah, and I think she looks after him. And I think mm. that's where that kind of, uh, you know, she... Well, I, 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 I like that they show that she was willing to sacrifice for him, but he was also willing to sacrifice for her. And also that, that it like always he... gets me when he says, I've lived my life. Like that kind yeah. of parental... Yeah. And then, well, and then you see this. that like he spent presumably months trying to find her again trying to find the castle again yeah mm. to the point where he's gotten sick out in the woods mm. um in the cold because even though it was like this is the end of it he was like no it's not the end of it yeah and i think you show that that's who they are as a family so the fact that when you had the end with the mob song and everything like she wants to go back and help him and at this point mm. she doesn't even really know what she's feeling is love like she says that the beast is my friend and that she wants to stop him from getting killed. And she doesn't really get it until she realizes that he's dying, that what she's actually feeling is, is love for this person. Mm. Um, but I think you see it in her actions and also her dad's actions. The fact that he wants to go look for her, even though he thinks it's over the fact yeah. that she stood up and like, and stepped in for him um, to replace him. And the fact that the beast, he saved her life and she could have left. She could have fled um, but she saw that he was injured. She mm. should so, have left. so she mm. so she helped him. Like that's the that's who they are and that impacts then who the beast is of like mm. he could have thrown Gaston off the castle. Like he could have he could have done it. But he doesn't do it because Belle says anything. She doesn't go, No, don't she doesn't and the music does a really good job of when the piano comes in of that decision of I could be like you. Mm. Like I, he's looking at Gaston and he's seeing it's a reflection of who he is. Yeah, the two are reflections of each of, other. Of each mm. other and him deciding, I don't want this anger. In, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to be... And the primary difference is that one has been quote-unquote punished for their ill behaviour, whereas the other one has been celebrated and has become the town hero. Yeah, because of how handsome and what a leader he is and stuff mm. like that. Um, yeah. So he chooses not to and that's what... You know, I like that some of his growth was not just... It was because of Belle, but not because of... Like, he didn't do it for her in the end. He did yeah. it because... He and did a bit. He, well, yeah, but he, yeah. he didn't do it because 
he was being told what to do. He made the choice. He made that choice. And he didn't yeah. think that she would come back. And mm. he didn't think that, like, and... Yeah. I mean, what and, choice? Yeah. Oh, the choice not to kill Gaston. Gaston yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah and, fine, to, yeah. and to let go of his anger. And it's the same with, I think, what they did. A, sorry, I'm just monopolizing. Go um, for it. The one thing that I always liked is because obviously they have this story where it is about this person's a captive and they're staying in here and then eventually she gets that friendship of... Because obviously the original story for a lot of it was an allegory for young women about arranged marriages. Mm. Was mm. that you might eventually... You will learn to love You him. will get... They could be a friend. If you compromise... Like, it's that kind of... It's, you know... Mm. But um, the fact that in the dance sequence and um, in that famous thing when they're sitting outside, they make the decision for Belle to make all the moves. Mm. Like, it, they make it very... They make it... Which I, for me, it was like, she's the one that was put your hand on my hip. She's the one that moves in closer. When they yeah. go out and sit, she's... Um, it's when you see that transition of her being open to him, hmm. it's all her first she initiates yeah. a lot of... So you sort of see that she feels comfortable with him compared mm. to like Gaston where she was physically mm. constantly moving away mm. from him. So I think, you know, trying to keep it without, you know, I think they worked well in yeah. the confines of it. Anyway. Yeah. The thing I remember about this film from uh, watching it a lot as a, a child, because this was one that was on high rotation with the VHSs yeah. that we had, mm. was, um, was was the music. The, the and, and, amazing. And it's just, every song is a bop. I don't think that... Yeah, I don't it's think, all very good. Yeah. I don't think there was... There was definitely highlights, but mm. I don't think there was a single one where I was like, oh, get on with it, you know? Yeah. I mean, obviously the opening song, uh, you know, the bell, uh, Little Town, just a great... Let's let's meet some of the main players. Let's see this setting, uh, and it's just it's just really fun to to listen to, and it kind of want to sing along. Like it's it's yeah. it is tremendously fun. Um, you you have be our guest, which is just spectacular. Yeah. Um, a big spectacular number. Gaston's song as well, which comes just before that. Is... Oh, it's an um, that's a great song, <laughs> and it great. also just shows who he's a person and mm. the whole town and like. Yeah, it's toxic masculinity. The song. It's mm -hmm. like, um, it's one of those things where like it's so toxic and so manly that it it circles round to be, like most toxic masculinity is sort of weirdly a little bit homo itself. of homoerotic as well. Like if something is, oh yeah, if something is so masculine, it eventually you go, oh, this feels a bit yeah. Gay I mean, it's well. obviously it's been Which is, it's yeah. done to death now. But the joke of Gaston and LeFou, yeah, uh, clearly. Maybe not in this movie, but in mm. other iterations and other... The two clearly have some level of uh, relationship there. Mm. Yeah, but it's sort of that piss tape of the fact that the whole town is just... They revere <laughs> him. Like, they literally... And that song does such a great job of mm. his... Of how sensitive... Like, of how... Uh, what's the word? Um, uh, Gaston is, you know... He's uh, the alpha. He's... Yeah, that kind But he also, like, he has a very thin skin. He would mm. have a podcast... Yeah, he would. But yeah, he has he a very, was, yeah. He where he would talk, where him and another bro would talk about like what they've shot that week. Yeah. yeah so he welcome uh, yeah. to the Gaston cast. Um, uh, I've, yeah. I've, how many yeah. dozens of eggs have you eaten today, Lafou? Come on, bro. Do you even lift? Today yeah. we're going to talk about paying off the local asylum <laughs> to lock away the father of the woman that you are courting because you were a high value man. It is a hot dating tip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. He just, what do you yeah. think, LeFou? You're great, Gaston. Okay. Yeah, oh, jeez, Gaston. Oh, I think everything you say is swell. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about negging. Yeah. And then punch him in the face. Like, it's just so <laughs> violent and like that. It's, but it's a humorous song, but it mm. just, yeah, of like what mm. it means. Because that's the whole point is that 
He yeah, he's a shitty person. So shitty. And oh, I hated him. I hated him so much. Yeah. I think you guys. I mean, you guys thought there was the scene where he goes over to Belle's house to, to propose, yeah. and and like just the way he constantly approaches her and she's constantly backing away. And Kate, I think you 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 were right. It was it was the language of violence. You know what I mean? It was a, yeah. It was a, he was a constant threat to her. Constantly closer, closer. She had to slip and duck and dive, and she had to do so subtly. It wasn't yeah. enough for her to be like. I'm walking away. She had to, you know, oh, I better put the book away so yeah. that I can, you know. Mm. Uh, that oh, you're, scene, I'm not good enough for you. Like, I, I don't deserve you. Yeah, that scene gave me a time. physical reaction of, yeah. like, mm. clenching up at just how horrible. Yeah, oh, just, mm. well, also, I'm glad he's dead. I'm yeah. just going to, can we all just agree? <laughs> yeah. You guys saw me when Beast had him over the edge. I was like, do it. Yeah. <laughs> do it. And then when he finally fell, I wanted to see the shot yeah. of him hitting the ground. Yeah. And, um, well, the thing is, is that's also another thing of, like, um, that her expectation is to be a wife and to be a mother and mm. um and that yeah that fear of how she has to behave to him because of how the whole town views him mm. like he's in a position of, of great power and that's also the fact that with the beast after when she um after the with the wolves mm. and she says control your temper the, the so he's like a literal beast yeah and she stands her ground i think that was part of also her growth of going um like it's yeah. pretty much going i'm not she doesn't cower and i also mm. find that interesting of um of it, she was more upfront, and that's why at the end when he says i think you'd have feelings for this like monster and she's like no you are like yeah. so weirdly even though you don't see it too much in the film her if any growth because it's about she's, she's just she is who she is mm-hmm. um is that she does become more assertive of of what she of what she wants mm. um you know which you know yeah good for a short film <laughs> i mean look it, it it does take a long it is it is um, yeah i don't i don't really think Belle has film. too much of a character arc no not that she needs one it's by no means a criticism well, um uh, well i, I think she starts it's... off as what she yeah. needs to be and she's audience insert so that's you know she's 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 already you know I mean, it's the hero, and it's about her overcoming issues. That yeah, it, 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 there is obviously a lot more room for Beast as a character to grow. Yes, because he's, Beast he's, is, the, he's the character. Yeah, Beast he's starts the... as low as he ever is. Yeah, like he's uh, temperamental, moody, and he, he he's behaving like a beast because he thinks of himself as a beast. Yeah, um, and he's it's... even drawn more. Mm. Among, like as the film goes on, his drawings become a lot softer, like mm. with his facial expressions and stuff. Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah, it, obviously Belle's change or, or Belle's growth through the film is, is always going to be more subtle when he literally changes from a beast into a human man. Yeah. Uh, but it's, I, I, yeah, I think I think the film does a really good job of, like, showing us the change in those two characters and the lack of change in Gaston. Yes. Um, and, and how they contrast with each other, how the beast's development and change is a good thing and how gaston's refusal to change or refusal to even listen acknowledge or acknowledge that yeah there double are. downs yeah double, yeah double down. yeah if anything the second he realizes when she insults him like that the the second she calls him out for his bullshit mm. he turns on her mm-hmm. and very publicly and i that scene of when all the townspeople <laughs> are talking of like he'll come into a night he's observing and loving it and that's like and that's again why when they had the remake, mm-hmm. and it was like LeFou is paying people off mm-hmm. to join in. Is I was like, you missed the point. Mm-hmm. The whole point is that 
he's stoked, which is which we see all the time, mm. is that mob mentality, the fear of the other, mm. and he just stokes it enough mm. and then watches them mm. all go into their own hysteria and loves it. Like mm. and, and mm. Cult it was, of charisma style, you know. Yeah, and that's his whole... But he doesn't change at all. And I, I think they had to do a difficult job where the Beast doesn't have a song, really. You no. don't really... You hear a little bit in his monologue with the... Mm. something there that wasn't there before and i think they did a really good job of show like his eyes like they had to do a good job of going we have to show this monster but we also have to let the audience you know see mm. that he's there's something else going on and that mm. so you know when he roars and then you see that shame at the end or you, you're sort of seeing this awkwardness and mm. i think they did a really good job of making him so emotive in the eyes i yeah uh, and yeah and, and the fact that he stoops a lot as well because yeah. of the shape that he has become but like that that's stooping whenever something whenever he was hurt or whenever yeah. he was ashamed as you say Very really physical yeah communicated that really well um i also uh quick shout out for the mob song which is oh. um very very good and very reminiscent i didn't quite clock this until watching it this time of the probably best song from pocahontas which is savages yes which is where you've got the two sides getting together to do a battle um and in this one it's much more focused on the mob but just that whole we're building in the towards the climax this is the third act da, da, yeah. da, da, da. like it just it gets that pace going right up until they've broken down the doors to the castle yeah. it's it's wonderfully done it does it and it does a good job of yeah of showing like that why that's why i said i was like that's my favorite line where literally they just state it we don't mm. like what we don't understand mm. um and this monster is mysterious at least like and that's the whole thing and even when you they show pit when they're showing the mirror of the beast he's looking sad as crap like mm. it, it's that literally them going we don't understand it this beast has never been a problem before we didn't even know he existed yeah but the a, fact, a, but it's the a weird fact, thing of like who rules over this area? Are no, they, but it, is he still royalty? And if he's still royalty, why didn't any of the peasants go like yeah. my, my, over there? My understanding is that the spell essentially meant that that castle so and the people door. there are sort of forgotten. As in, okay, like, yeah, yeah. it's just it's just magic. Whether that's true or not, that's perfectly reasonable. Because well, I, I was also that... every now and then I was like. Do they get the I know resources in, I know from? in the live action that's what they did. They were like, mm. oh, it was all magic. Um, uh, like everyone forgot about like the guy that looked after their whole community. Um, I think that whole village was just like the tax man hasn't turned up in like twenty yeah, years. Let's just let's not say a thing. Let's not say anything. <laughs> um, but I think you know that's yeah that fear of like another of kingdom the other. didn't show up and be like, oh, thank you. No, mm. never never thought about it. Um, it. This was France just before the revolution. They weren't being invaded. They yeah. were, they ended up fighting themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. What do you mean, peasants <laughs> overthrowing what? No, yeah. Not... Um, but no, I, I thought it. I thought it did a very. Because yeah, I think yeah, the fear of the fear of the other and not even knowing about them, but going, the fact that we know of your existence mm. instills enough fear and hatred to attack you. Yeah. And I think that is. I mean, you. I mean, you see it all the time. Like uh, mm. it's you know. Um, I mean, even when they had yeah especially when you're looking at like lgbtqia plus issues or anything it's like this constant the fact that we know your existence is we mm -hmm. want to destroy it and i think the mob song did a i don't understand it therefore i don't want to yeah want to yeah and, that, and you see that it exists in the beginning of the song because <coughs> they think that she's odd because they don't understand her mm. but she's pretty and she she's sort of different. lives on the edge of town yeah. so and we're Gaston not likes and guests yeah. so we'll yeah. uh, but it, it, so this the town straight away it really establishes the fear of if you're not with us, you're mm -hmm. against us. That fear of the other is yeah. in it. Yeah. Okay. 
So, go on. I think we can all agree it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I'm imagining Kate. You think more, much more than that. So I'm just gonna. Do, it's the elephant in the room. We got to talk about Please it. Please do. I think it needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. She is a captive. Yep. Yeah. For sixty-six odd percent, two thirds of this film, mm-hmm. their entire relationship develops mm-hmm. under captivity in captivity. Mm-hmm. Yes. How do you reconcile that personally? As uh, not tainting the whole relationship. I think it's really interesting because I, I do agree it's something that it's the thing that this film gets called out for the most. Yeah. You know, it's Stockholm Syndrome, the movie. Well, it is. Um, but the thing... I'm not, I, yeah, yeah. It, that's a reductive it is. way of looking at it. But it, it, there is, if you look at textbook Stockholm Syndrome, mm. it is what... I think watching this, one of the key... I'm not saying that this is t- Stockholm yeah. Syndrome. I'm just saying... If you would describe Stockholm Syndrome, you could apply it. You could apply it to this film. I, I certainly do think it is a, 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 like a criticism that exists somewhat justly. Mm. But I think that what this story does and the way it's presented in this film is helped by the fact that the Beast is not the only person in the castle. I think if this was yes. just the Beast and Belle, very different story. I was, I was honestly thinking it was the one point that yeah. if you guys didn't make it, I was going to make it it's, for... It's the fact that th- there is a community... That comes with the one the place castle. where I can justify his actions in my mind mm. is that the success of this venture, mm. i.e., you fall in love with me, I fall in love with you, mm. to break the curse, freeze everyone in the castle, is not yeah. about him, it's about everyone. Yeah, that's the one area where I'm like, yeah. okay, which he's is why the being human selfish again... but not entirely selfish, which is why the human again song wasn't in the original yes. but i think it does help i think yeah. it should have been yeah for context because we watched this on disney plus uh the version that is up there is the original theatrical release yeah so human again um a song where all of the um servants get to sing as they prepare to set up for the big iconic beauty and the beast yeah. date um we, we get like a four minute song from them and they explain about all their hopes and dreams when they become human again and yeah. we get to see bell and beast bond a little bit more as... seeing the castle change yeah. yeah um and and I, I think it is that community that is really important to yeah. that distinction between uh pure stockholm syndrome and what this story and, is and that's why they had to add them in because in the there's different obviously iterations obviously they were sticking more to the french one mm. um and literally it was she would go down to dinner the food would be there the beast would be at the other side and she would not see him mm. at the end of the table and that's the only time she would see him and it was the the dad was a merchant he took a rose because that's all she wanted and the daughters were greedy or whatever and then she said pretty much he was like you can go back and see your dad because he's sick but you have to come back after six or seven days or whatever and she was having dreams of him like dying but it was this very she saw no one else it literally mm. was she would have dinner with this dude and then they wouldn't and they would mm. talk so it was in the movie the fact that they were like we need a whole cast of characters weird to see i think, I think they needed to write that in more yeah. i think the film at least in terms of longevity would have benefited a lot more if they had even one scene of because because his servants are constantly talking to him mm. about you need to do this you need to do that and he largely ignores them. He largely kind of does what he wants. Mm. Um, or he at least like we don't see child. him later. Mm. We don't see him later on when he's, you know, mm. he's gone through his growth, talking to them again. We only see him kind of early on. Yeah. Most of the interactions when he's, as you said, a petulant child. Um, 
I think I, we needed that at one point mm. where like that even that scene where he's like I've let her go mm. and they're like no you haven't I, I think we needed that moment of him being like I'm sorry like I've let you down or something yeah. or like yeah. something that indicates because mm. it, everything we see that is written in that is displayed mm. is a, him doing it for himself at least mm. until we start to read into it yeah and I, I agree I think that would have been a really nice touch to have um but but yeah, I mean, admittedly, um, Lumiere in particular, I think, is a character who is very much like, you got a data, so you can break the spell, so I can stop being a candle, basically. Like they're, they're not doing it for altruistic it for reasons. Her. Yeah, especially because she, she could break the spell. Yeah. I know that. But, like, yeah. But there is also like, particularly from Mrs. Potts yeah. and a little bit from Cogsworth, you get a real sense of like these characters do genuinely care for the beast. Yes. Even hmm. though they have to show him tough love. And even though he must have been an absolute asshole to live with for that whole yeah. time, yeah, th- there is this sense where it's like, okay, as much as this is something that is going to benefit us and turn us all back into human beings, can we, the, can... we, we also want to do this for you because yeah. you and need this. And if they this. care for him, it then makes you go, well, why? Yeah. Gonna, well, I mean, if you wanted to really, if you looked into it, it's it's his fault they're all cursed to begin with. Yes. Uh, and they're also, to some degree, uh, they're fates are all mm. inexplicably tied to his yes therefore you could easily argue they are captive mm. figuratively speaking yeah I, I, of I'm, his it's, it's, yeah I, I would say arguably and then maybe but, they've but, developed an endearance to him <laughs> through that time of I mean, captivity i mean there is that as well but i would say because we say it's his fault I want to know who's this witch that's Yeah, the Enchantress. Around. Just going like, you were rude to me? Zap. Yeah. Especially what is he, he? She offers him a rose. A rose. Especially because yeah. he would have like, been, been 10, 11. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm just picturing this image of like him being like, sorry, okay. my parents aren't home. Please go away. And then yeah. her being like, ha ha! Also, th- there is a Disney film about not trusting old hags that turn up with like fruit at your red door. Red coloured. Yeah, red coloured yeah. things of the earth. I, like I think... Snow White tells us no. Yeah, the message is kids. <laughs> If a hideous old, old lady shows up with a rose, you better accept it. Accept the rose, turn down the apple. That's the yeah. rule. Um, I think also what helps me put it at ease of, you know, how do you, um, you know, is that as messed up as this is, I just go, it's a fairy tale. Like, it's a fairy yeah, tale. And I, and I think it's the same with, like, you know, they, they even when the animation of leading things of going, what is the, you know, it's a it's a musical fairy tale or, or what are the things that you go, the Eiffel Tower wasn't really there or, you know, or like, mm. or they're, 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 which is living and which is not. I think generally it's like if they have a face, they were human they were and then the rest of them but are just of them enchanted. But the plates didn't have faces. No, but the ones that, that don't have faces okay. are enchanted like, are enchanted that just move. Okay. And then when they, when the so, castle's no longer enchanted, they just become a plate again. I think the one that becomes a real issue yeah. in that is either one, the dog. Technically the dog didn't have a face. Yes. But two, but it was a dog, yeah. the hat stand that cut the beast's hair felt and played the violin felt yeah, very well, much like yeah, it. Yeah, I get yeah, yeah. So it doesn't. It's it's tricky. It's, I, I think we might be overthinking. Yeah, that but that's the thing. I it. think it is that kind of overthink of like the original, the traditional story is, is yeah, of pretty much she takes over her father's thing, and um and then eventually, she falls in love with him, and mm. then that's it. And it, and it is a story. It is an allegory for arranged marriages. It is. Mm. You get told to marry this man and um, you don't know who he is and he seems scary and frightening. And then eventually, as you get to know them... As long as you placate them. 
Uh, yeah, and yeah. that's the. And as long I, as you show up to dinner when he forces you to show up to dinner, and as long as you spend time do. with them, she doesn't well, do they'll it, reward yeah. you with the books they already had in their mansion. And actually, it's a really good point, though, is that she only starts treating him with respect when he starts treating her, her with, with respect. respect. When do we see that? After the wolf. After the wolf thing. When she stands up for herself and he goes, okay, in terms of like when she's trying to look after him, like she's like, I am trying to help but you. She also never brings up the fact that she's a captive. Yeah, but then I, he lets yeah. her go. Like, yeah. that's the... the... Yeah, months later, mm. after he after their relationship has grown. Yeah, yeah, because she said she did the old takeover. Like, that's the thing. It's just in the thing where she's I mean, like... So there is a scene earlier on, which we mm. all agreed was very off-putting, mm. where she placates Gaston with pleasantries. Mm. She never outright stands up to him mm. yeah. in order to protect herself. Mm. Yes. When you were in a situation where you were captive... Mm. There is but an then, argument that can be made for but then she did endearing yourself to your captor. Also, it's a known technique. Yeah. You you make the person who has control over your life and death, mm. you make them like you because they're more likely to make decisions. But there's a difference that are favorable to you. That I would say is quite key. Yeah. Is that the difference between her with the proposal scene with Gaston and Belle with the scene where she's tending to his wounds afterwards is entirely done through She could body, have left after body, that. Yeah, body language and attitude. Yeah, and like she makes that choice not to leave him in the again. Forest. I don't. Uh, so here's here's my thing. Yeah. Here's here's kind of my ultimate criticism of the film. Yeah. It's not necessarily within the narrative. Yeah, it's the lessons that it can impart. Yeah, and and it, it absolutely is a product of its time. And I mm. very much think um, critical viewing in a modern day, we can look at that and go, yeah, okay, or I mm. can take what you want out of it and also kind of accept the stuff that could have been better. My the biggest issue with the film is the lessons that it can impart. The, the you know that. Like, respect is a baseline. Mm. It is not, you know, him setting her free mm. is seen as the ultimate selfless moment. And it is mm. within the context of this film. But that, in my mind, if you're going to have a romantic relationship built on respect, that is the baseline. Mm. Yeah. That's where you start. I was really hoping, um, and I, I don't begrudge the way it ended, but I was really hoping we would see her do the look after her dad and then come back and then she would come back a few times and their relationship would continue to develop and she can still have that moment like you chose to come back mm. I wanted to see that I wanted to see her mm. you know yeah yeah it's I, very it's very domestic violence um oh you don't understand him like I do oh he just has a temper he's misunderstood. I, I, but, I, the thing, I but the thing worry. is, is that he. But the thing is, is that there is there is a difference between uh, anger issues and temper and control and power. So mm. Gaston shows control and power over others and violence over others mm. um, uh, to have control. While the Beast, their thing that they have is you have to control your temper, mm. right? He, and he start, and he, his, does he not have he complete control off, over her liberty? He starts off the same as Gaston. Yes, where. Which is, he imposes his will on her and affects her life. Yes. And that changes over the course of the film. The point is, is that there isn't a moment where he suddenly goes from being a bad guy to a good guy. It's that it takes that time and it takes that communication. And I think that's a really hard thing to show in an 85 minute film. I think ultimately yeah. the time length is a real issue with that. Oh, and, the, and, the, and they're, they're very yeah. valid concerns to have. The issues it shows yeah. could never be fully addressed yeah. in, in, in the time it has, especially on a kid's film. But, yeah. I, but I do feel as though the film does a really good job of establishing that the beast has 
these issues yeah. and works on them and yeah. actually tries to improve yeah. as a person, whereas Gaston doesn't. Now, yeah. that doesn't mean that, oh, the Beast is therefore the only I, eligible yeah, person I would, for I would Bell to spend I would hesitate too much with. to justify his actions because they're mm. not as bad as Gaston's. But that's just, that's just His it. actions yeah. are still not okay. I think we can yeah. all agree mm. that the captivity aspect was never okay, mm. will never be okay. Mm. But that's just uh, part of the fairy tale. That's the yeah. thing. Like, that's part of the original yeah. and fairy also, tale. Sure, yeah. it's part of the, it's part of so, the movie. I mean, it's also, when, like... he, when he takes her captive, he's literally he was literally fine with having her father captive. As long yeah. as... Cause, because it wasn't that I want yeah. this person. It was, you broke my, my rules. You, go you to showed prison. up to my house yeah, and so were invited in. The captivity was never, I'm going to capture you to make you fall in love with me. It just became a. Th- it was when Bell showed up. Well, no, because I, that's Lumiere. That's the thing is, I think Lumiere's mm, the one. That his his reaction to her saying, mm. "I'll be your captive." Yeah. He immediately goes, "Yes." Mm. No, we don't outright see no, him go. He goes, oh, here's my opportunity. No, but he, no, he very you, quickly and readily trades prisoners. He literally scoffs and goes, "You like you like he literally scoffs at mm. like, the idea of going. You would sacrifice yeah. your freedom." For somebody else, because you he do, would because do he doesn't that. Understand he that. doesn't understand the fact that somebody would put themselves in that position right. for the love selfish. of someone else, mm. and no, that is what. What I'm saying is, Beast's decision to trade off was because he's sitting there thinking she can help me break the curse. I don't think he thinks no. of that until afterwards, because it's Lum- Lumiere is very. He grabs a father, throws him out, says, "Right, done deal, locked in." Yeah, yeah, and then when she starts crying, I never got to say goodbye. He then immediately feels super guilty yeah. and then goes i'll show you to your room and it's at the behest of the servants who are the ones who are like okay we've just been thrown a lifeline we might be able to end isn't this. there a scene not too far on when lumiere is talking to him and he says like i don't you think i know that yeah but yeah. what he goes he goes she could be the one that could break the spell and he does the whole uh when he says don't you think i know that mm. um because he does um but i think I, it but i think it could be i think it'd be pretty hard to argue that mm. that that was not at least mm. in his mind. I, the thing Considering is, he's been trapped for 10 years I don't think as a beast, I don't, that might still have been an issue that he was I thinking. Don't it, think it, could, so. it could be there, could but be, the film but... doesn't communicate that. He's very much. No, it does not communicate that. He turns either, up though. and he's like, I'm a big bad beast. What are you doing here? And she's like, Switch. And he's like, You looking after someone? Okay. That's switch. Well, no, he goes, That's pathetic. And then she goes, No, I really want to. And he goes, Fine. And then know. he takes a beat and immediately accepts. Yeah. Without any further questioning. Afterwards, though, that's the thing is, I don't think that's. I don't. I, thi- I, don't, I, I accept that it does doesn't outright say what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, but I also think it in no way indicates what you guys say. Uh-huh. I, I, I yeah, open to interpretation. Yeah, it's literally the the yeah. That's why like the servants are li- pushing him, going, "You mm. have to do this. You got to do this." And he, I think it's, uh, but like, and I think that's why again you need all the other servants there to humanize mm. him, but also like pushing him, going, "You got to do this." He doesn't go, "All right, uh, what do I do to get this girl to mm. like me?" It's literally him just going. I don't know, and and that and they build this awkwardness and mm. this temper tra- tantrum to show that what he's doing I, isn't I, for power I control. Did, I, and yeah, I definitely feel like I needed more. I, I agree. Scenes between yeah. the two of them. I needed more yeah. moments where they connected and shared themselves. I think Which, it was a good thing we yeah. saw um, the human the, again. The, the human again, yeah. because it showed a scene of him being like. I can't read. And she's like, I'll teach you to read. And I'm like, yeah. oh, great. That's yeah. how two people can connect, you yeah. know? And, that, and yeah, more of that would have been great. I, I also think one of the reasons why I don't think it was super present in his mind, not that it couldn't be present, but that it wasn't super present, is not long after that, he has a he has that moment of, no, 
she could never love me. I'm a beast. And then he, he basically shuts down that possibility in his mind. And it's really the pushing of the others around him, his support network, where it's like, no, maybe this could be something that could happen. And we really don't want to be a candle on a clock anymore. So try at least. <laughs> and try it's not least. like she has a choice but to spend yeah. time with you. Yeah. yeah and it's... that's why, And but the thing is, is that, like I think, you know, Stephen, like you said before, is that he, um, he was uh, cruel and, and petulant. And then it pretty much it was... He saw everyone saw him as a as a monster. He saw himself as a monster, so that's how he behaved. And the fear of of how people see him and that reaction of, um, and I think that's where a lot of this reading comes in. And I think that's why the music people love the songs and the music because the the song lyrics and the the music I think tells the story so much more than necessarily like it adds to that film and to help give depth to what's going on into the character like the fact that when he's like she didn't shudder at my paw i'm going to ignore that i think she likes me maybe i don't even think about like they they show a lot about this in, internal of how people are feeling and mm. i think that's There's an allegory there for dating <laughs> yeah but mm. it, it's, it's about getting over your own self-doubt and um insecurities in order to kind of open yourself up to yeah accepting mm. that someone might have a thing for you yeah even but, if you're a big old beast yeah and mm. I, I do think it is i think it is just that fear of about I think the and I think that's why so many people connect to it is that it's really about a movie about being ostracized. I think I I I like the film. I think it's a good film. Let me be clear. Yeah. I for me it is hard to get past what I ultimately believe is some very problematic messaging mm. that it would have imparted to a certain generation. Mm. Um potentially. I mean yeah. I don't want I don't want to speak for anyone in particular. Mm. Um yeah, yeah. Um, I have found a paper from uh, Brigham Young University, uh, Aaron oh. Lee, who wrote and uh, wrote basically an article called "Curing Beauty Stockholm Syndrome," discussing um, whether or not Beauty and the Beast is a Stockholm Syndrome text. Uh, the ultimate findings that they had is that the very original Beauty and the Beast, the folkloric version, yes. is very much a Stockholm oh, Syndrome yes, yes, text. But they, uh, Erin Lee uh, purports in, in their paper that the versions of Beauty and the Beast that are most widely known, the two Disney films from 1991 and 2017, change the original story to create a genuine relationship between Belle and the Beast. They give Belle a support system and create a foil for the Beast's goodness in the form of Gaston. They provide Belle with history, personality, and a friend in the form of the beast both of them outcasts the beast yeah. for his cursed form and bell for her love of books disney's 2017 film only improved what the 1991 animated feature began a story where bell or beauty is more than just a pretty face yeah. now obviously again it's an academic paper we can probably yeah. find another one where it's like no this film is a good example oh, i think sure. ultimately i think it is partly what you bring to it as the viewer as well and what you take from it and i think it's a really good thing to be uh, mindful yes. of. Uh, I mean, that's exactly what I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm saying. At the end of the day, I'm I'm only concerned about what someone might take away from mm. this. Yeah. 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 But I, I think it's... I think, I think yeah. with a critical eye and with, you know, if a younger audience is going to watch this, as long as there's someone there who can be like, hey, look, mm. let's, let's talk about red flags. Let's talk about, mm. you know, uh, uh, respecting yourself and, respect, and, and, and mm. expecting respect as a baseline, not... I can improve them. It's yeah. There are mm. levels, you but know. But also, again, she, at no point does she do anything to go. I'm gonna fix him. She literally says, "Control." Like that's the whole thing. Mm. She literally goes, 
you need to learn to control your temper. This mm. all happened because of your That's behavior. some level of fixing. No, she, she's no, not she doing isn't. it for him, but she's saying you need to improve. Yeah, but everybody else around him is saying, you've got to control your temper. But yeah. she can't make him, she can't force him to improve. She is literally it's standing more, up for herself. It's, yeah. she's, she's not forcing him. The curse is forcing him. Yeah. Yeah. I think like he's, he's, yeah. There, that's, there part is, of, that's part there of, the, is a, that's part of the fairy tale mm. though. Like he has to learn, like, because he's, I'm sure, yeah, that's, like, part, that's, of story. that's like, part of the story is that he has to. But what I'm saying is there is know. a, there is a reading of this in which he goes, oh shit. The only way to break the curse is to improve myself. Mm. Yeah. But the thing he's is doing it for his own yeah, game. But, but the, the point isn't the motivation for doing it. The point is that he actually does, does achieve it. it. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah, and I think this film communicates that really well. I think it really communicates as well the fact that ultimately the Beast and Belle fall in love because they like who each other are. The yes. circumstances around it are a bit of an issue, but they... I think we accept yeah. that. I don't think we saw that enough. Okay. I, yeah. I, I think I think the movie says that happens, and I think mm-hmm. we as the audience accept that happens, that, yeah. that they, fall, they, they like each other for yeah. reasons. Yeah. Um, I don't think... If you, for, if There's something sweet and almost kind that he was mean and he was coarse and unrefined. Mm. Yeah. Now he's dear and so unsure. I wonder why I didn't see it there before. So I, I, as yeah. she's getting to as she's getting to know him mm. and as he's as he's letting down her walls and as they're actually getting to know each mm. other, mm. she's actually seeing past that anger mm. of that of like lashing out um, mm. is someone that is very is very unsure and 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 nervous and shy and like he's getting and she when she stood up to herself for herself and pretty much was like you know sit down and shut up on cleaning your wounds he saw um that she's starting to view him as a person and that he sees a part of her that he didn't get and at no point does he belittle her for i mean that's why again i like the human again song is that it's like can you teach me to read can you mm. he wants he embraces what i think she I think, loves i think we accept she that is that is happening i mm. just needed for me personally, I needed a little more acknowledgement of the reality of the situation. Mm. I wanted a scene, you know, the, the classic scene of when she, you know, uh, she runs away, gets attacked by the wolves, he saves her, mm. just to be clear. Problem he created. Yes. He's fixing a problem he created. Yes, which I don't want him. I, he doesn't deserve hero points for that. He doesn't. She literally establishes cool. that. Just, they, no, in I'm, the I'm next just scene. Sure, just making sure we're all on the same page. In the next yeah. scene, she literally Because <laughs> it's a Disney film and normally that. it's like, oh, he saved me. Yeah, I think you know. that is a good point to bring. Uh, I, I want to, you know, just from a modern viewing of that, we need to, you know, because it might have been intended at the time. They might have been like, oh, look, he's a good protector. But in, in a modern viewing, no, he created that problem. Anyway. Mm. Uh, that scene where they're doing back and forth, and uh, I can't remember exactly what the words were. Okay, you probably do because you know. Um, he's like, Well, you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do this, and you need to do this. And they keep going back and forth. Mm. That's a fun little, like, I'm standing up to you. Well, I'm standing up to you. You know, mm. it's kind of that initial spark of um, contention that you could mm. argue then is the first spark of their relationship. I needed her to say, Well, you have me captive. Yeah. I need it because it the you we, we were drilling down on all the issues mm. and then we got to the bottom layer mm. and she didn't say it and I went, where's that? That, that would that would have been a nice way to because you still would have gotten to the same point yeah. of him going, oh, shit, she's got a point. It would have, it would have been nice to have that additional layer. I agree. Um, yeah, look, ultimately, um, it's 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 a really there are some Interesting songs that I think the stage issue. show had home yeah. about how she'll never see home again. And I think yeah. that was in the ori- original draft that never made it into it. Mm. And I like, for me, I always, I like when I look at this movie and I think of like, this is Howard Ashman's 
last film mm. that he did. Um, he also he was the creator of Little Shop of Horrors. Oh yeah, mm. um, and so the, so while he's oh yeah we've done that um, it, so like it, he's it. like he's he's dying of AIDS when mm. he's making this film yeah, right. and he's writing the lyrics and he's this like he's this gay man in Disney who he can't tell Disney that he has AIDS because he would he would have lost his job mm. um, uh, and uh, and it's this movie these and the song lyrics are about like this being outsider and not being deserved of love and like it's i get emotional thinking about oh. yeah and I, I, th- I think that's a really good point as well is like because obviously ashman um was such a big part tell of, me more about ashman of Di- well he was a massive part of, of this disney he, renaissance. Cre- he he was the lyricist he created the renaissance pretty much so he mm. he did the songs for the little mermaid mm-hmm. he um because it was howard ashman and i always forget the other guy's name He's still alive. What's his name? Uh, Alan Menken. Alan Menken. So Alan Menken does the music and Howard Ashman was the lyricist. And he was the one that when he was doing the, um, like say the song for the little mermaid, they have the behind the scene video of how he's saying, say it like this. And he was also the guy that wanted to be a musical because he did this really great lecture about musicals and film on stage. You know, it's all fake. And when you try to make film, it's all reality. But when you make it a musical, everyone's like, well, this doesn't make sense because you're trying to base it in reality and in mm. reality, we don't sing. And he's like, animation gives you the perfect opportunity for musical. It's not mm. real. This is fantasy. It's a fairy tale. So he pushed this thing of Beauty and the Beast because they weren't going to make it a musical. He was like, it needs to be... Yeah, no, thank God they did. He goes, it needs to be a musical what, what, what because... It would have been 30 minutes long. <laughs> but the thing is, is that because you, you would need to see the people's wants. How mm. do you know? How do you know what's going on inside well, them? And using... I mean, that's the, that's the greatest thing about a musical. Is it's like, yeah. how do we infer the subtext? We sing it. Yeah. yeah, and he created this world. And so for me, every time when I... Both The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, it's about feeling like you don't belong feeling like every this judgment of not fitting in of wanting to be out where you can be free of finding love with someone who is who is viewed as a monster who um is disconnected from others about a found family about every this community of looking after each other and then when the outside world knows about it they fear them because they don't know who they are and they attack them and they want to destroy them so what you're saying is is that it might be yeah metaphorical well yeah the whole like a story but i don't like, know i don't know if we can i don't know if people will accept that take yeah i think yeah it I might think, be on some dangerous territory yeah so yeah ashman did this work obviously as you say he was the lyricist for little shop of horrors which was yeah. a, a, a big success um mm. And then, yeah, he wrote the lyrics for the songs for The Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and for some of the songs for Aladdin because he, he died while that was in pre-production. Mm. Proud um, of Your Boy was one of his songs mm. that never got made into the film. And then they brought in Tim Rice to take over um, after, he, after he passed away. He did live long enough to see an early test screening of this yeah. film um, because, yeah, he passed away before it was officially released. Which is why the dedication to him is credits. Uh, yeah. yeah, it is a tragedy, and I mean, his partner went up and accepted the Oscar for him. Um, mm. And uh, but it was one of those things, right, where when you listen to his lyrics, and again, Beauty and the Beast had been stuck on the shelf since Walt Disney. So after Snow White, Walt Disney was like, "I want to do The Little Mermaid mm. and Beauty and the Beast," and people were like, "Know what to do." And then the, the eventually, <laughs> the eighties had no money. They 
uh, he came in, Little Shop of Horrors. He brought in, he said, let's make it a musical. Because again, the other songs had like one or two songs and that's it. And he's like, no, let's add a couple more songs in Little Mermaid. Then for Beauty and the Beast was like, let's set it like a musical. Mm. An actual, not just one or two songs, but an actual musical. Mm. And he brought in and said, well, you need other characters. Because again, same thing, Beauty and the Beast was literally mm. two characters, really. Mm. It's interesting when you think about yeah. it, Beast basically doesn't have a song. No. Yeah. Which is... I know. I wouldn't he, be... He, I'd be surprised. I don't know if he, he has... Did you it was a conscious choice? What just well, happened? I think it was probably just what got cut because they did obviously mm. write more songs. I know that he has more songs or more singing time in the 2017 version. Yeah, but and those songs are based off the stage yeah, show. Yeah, so, so it's... Mm. Yeah, and to be honest, I, I feel like... I didn't know we really needed a beast song because a beast song would probably just be "I'm sad because I'm alone." Like, and well, we, we I disagree. Work. I think there could have a, a good song from Beast mm. could have dissuaded every mm. issue that I have brought up. I think. I think the... a song where he talks about the the regret that he feels, the anger, and you know, he talked about how the anger is mainly internally honest. Yeah. Okay. He's angry at himself for what he's done, and that he, his decisions haven't just affected himself; they've affected others. Uh, uh, some sort of musical where he's maybe he's looking at Belle and he's thinking, uh, you know, it's a, a moment where he's like, how can she love me when what I'm doing to her is it's terrible, blah, blah, blah. You know, or, yeah. or like, how can she love me when, you know, I don't know. There, I, I could think of. I know. I know that the, I think in the stage could've show, could've shown, when but... he, when she leaves, he has a song um, when she leaves the castle. Like, mm. I think he has that, moment but i've never i think maybe it was in the live action they put it in there um but yeah i think there's definitely some you know i think Just people go if you want to do this or this I, I, like and i think you know for what they made at that time of of setting this film of of setting a story that is it's very unique it's very simple like you know and also helped establish i think what they wanted the rest of Disney to look like and I but I think mm. I, I think that's why the songs stick mm. because the music like the piano is beautiful how they the score of it's beautiful and the lyrics of all the songs like mm. when you listen to the the lyrics of Beauty and the Beast when you listen to the mob song with Gaston like all the I think that's why the songs stick around I think mm. that's why mm. so many yeah, people of, remember the songs a lot of because, songs I recognise yeah because as the, someone who hasn't seen it I was yeah. immediately like oh it's that song oh it's that song yeah. oh it's that mm. song and I think it's because the lyrics and the music is mm. you know bangers. tells a story and they're all bangers uh, Beast did have two songs in the musical oh, uh, yeah. version the, the stage musical um, that were solo songs for him uh, one was How Long Must This Go On and the other was If I Can't Love Her uh, with the titles of those two songs, so were they a part of? Uh, was it? Did Alan Menken write them sure himself, or um, were they based off? I can tell you that if I can't love her, was written by Menken and Tim Rice for the stage show. Yeah, Let's look it up. Um, so yeah, um, I, I don't. I don't believe that either of them were um, Ashman yeah. uh, songs, but um, yeah, it's. Ah, oh, look, we, we've been talking for almost as long as this film went. Oh, sorry. It's, it, no, no, I, I just... I just it, I'm a, not sorry. There's a lot of rich pickings, though, in this film. I'm like, going gonna, gonna to yeah. say, look, I get it. Yeah. I get why <laughs> this is so highly regarded. I get why this is Kate's 25th choice. Mm -hmm. mm. I get why this is so quintessential. I get why this is one of Disney's greats. Mm. Um, and I want to make that clear in spite of my... Uh, uh, reservations. I think the film, in and of itself, is 
it's just really well made. It is. It's mm. beautifully crafted. Would you? Like, and that, I mean that not just in the sense of mm. animation. I mean every yeah. facet of it. Yeah. Just, just. Yeah, it is. Like you get why thing. Disney is now Disney. You know. Yeah. yeah because this... they just started off out of their roots, just making good films. Mm. Yeah. Would you guys like some trivia about Beauty and the Beast? I would love some trivia. Okay, all of this trivia comes from... If I refuse, will you do it anyway? Yes, I will. All right, well, hopefully I can come to enjoy this trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All of this trivia is uh, from IMDb, so if it's not true, then stop! No! Dame Angela Lansbury thought another character should have sung the ballad Beauty and the Beast. Now, Kate, you're shaking your head. No one else could do it. She's wrong, isn't she? Yeah, how is she wrong? Who? I don't know. I don't know. Howard Ashman must have like, If someone who, and I can't think of anyone... She, it doesn't say who Bell? she thought, but she was just like, oh, no, not me. I'm, I'm not the right person to sing this song. I'm just Mrs. Potts. Yeah. Um, the directors, um, Gary Trousdale and Kirk Wise, asked her to do at least a recording so that they had a backup, and that recording is what they used in the mm. film. Clever bastards. Yeah. Um, she, she's she's perfect though. Perfect. She did a, yeah, a stage one of it. Like She came up when it must have been for like a 25th, and she just sung it, and I was like beautiful because mm. it was a stage adaption of she gave it character so many people sing it where they're just like you know more of a ballad. yeah and but she actually gives it that mm. yeah mm-hmm. and this is yes yeah, uh, rupert everett auditioned for the role of gaston but was told by the directors he didn't sound arrogant enough he remembered this when he then auditioned for his next princely role prince charming in shrek 2 <laughs> <laughs> anyway. gaston is arrogant i never know who voiced him though mm. uh, like i can't never remember like but yeah Anyway. Uh, well, I can tell you that uh, I've got the cast list. Because his voice was just over here. Quintessential. Yeah. Um, so it is Robbie Benson was the Beast. Uh, it is Paige O'Hara who was Belle. And it was mm. Richard White who was Gaston. Mm. Uh, Richard White. Um, still still kicking around, aged approximately 68 to 69. Um, the, Gaston was his biggest role. Yeah. Um, but he also did uh, voice work for the uh, House of Mouse TV show. Um, he's done a lot of theatrical stuff. Um, yeah, oh, you can. Oh, you can hear yeah. his voice. He's definitely. He's clearly a stage. Yeah, actor. he's done. He's done a few Broadway you always, shows. You can done, always hear the voice yeah. of someone who's trained to hit the back of a room with their yes. voice. Yeah, he uh, he has been in shows like uh, stage versions of uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, oh, yeah. He was Ebenezer Scrooge in A Christmas Carol back in 2013. There so yeah, he's 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 wor- he's working. Yeah, Don't he's worry. Fine, he was also but... a Beauty of the Beast. Yeah. Yeah, Gaston, yeah, Gaston's got work. He's okay. The majority of the sculptures seen in the castle are different earlier designs of the beast. Um, one of them had three heads, which I I'm, I don't know if that was exactly... There's a lot of lizardy ones. Were they yeah. also going to be... Well, they, 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 Is he going to be a lizard monster at some point? They were trying to combine hmm. what kind... Because I think at the end, it's sort of he has a bison... Like, yeah. Yes. Um, but I think they were trying to figure out the combo, like and I wouldn't. Bulk. And I hmm. wouldn't be surprised if there was a. What was the original? Um, varies from story to story, okay. but it's sort yeah. of. I think mostly it's meant to be like um, I think like a bear and a hog. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Because you would like, have had wild uh, boars. Which have you seen Witcher season two? Yes. Yeah. I know uh, who you're talking about. Yeah. Tor- Tor- Tormund uh, plays in in that first episode. Where it's it's, very, I think that is a, based on French folktale as well. Isn't yeah, it? maybe yeah. it's the same. It's, it's probably folktale. the same kind similar-ish folktales. Yeah. yeah, maybe maybe Geralt's gonna fall. <laughs> Geralt's gonna turn up. Yeah, if it was Geralt instead of Gaston, mm. there wouldn't have been any singing, and Beast would have been screwed. Done. Yeah, yeah. Kill the Beast. Okay. Yes. <sighs> What's the only way to kill the Beast? 
fall in love. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the thing. I I'll like Gaston. Gaston's a coward. I'm right. Henry Cavill. Yeah. yeah. I'll fall in love with a beast. I don't care. Yeah. But no. No one fights like Geralt or bites like Geralt. No one uses some steel or silver like Geralt. Like something like that. Stephen, I worry we've come off. <laughs> Do you want to watch Witcher season two after this? A little bit. Yeah. Well, the Witcher's got his own bard. Yeah. He does have his own bar. Yeah. <laughs> they should make a musical episode of The Witcher. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um, originally, the character of Chip only had one line, which was "Prepare to die" um, during the fight scene. So the cup wasn't going to speak until Chip. the fight scene. Oh, the the the, the yeah, the child kid, yeah. Um, but the producer liked uh, Bradley Pierce's voice so much they wrote extra dialogue and business for that character the original cute character of the movie was going to be a music box uh, that was supposed to be a musical version of uh, the dopey character from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have a... They wouldn't have worked. They do have a music mm. box or something like thing, I think, in one of the sequels. I think yeah. the, the problem with a child furniture is just the horrific implication that that child well, has spent ten years without aging. Yet well, they still I think he does act like a age. Child. I think he does... Well, that's the thing. I think they do age. So the so cups it means mature that, into pots? No, it means that he would have been like... A toddler, like oh. if, if it was ten years, he would have been like a he would have been like or maybe, a baby. Or maybe so like he was literally. He's or only Mrs. Potts known. He's only was known like <laughs> Mrs. Potts was had a secret child. Mrs. Potts was pregnant the when it got when they got transformed and, and they so, found a little cup inside yeah. her. Oh, she... That's why he was chipped because they had to pull it out. Oh! Of the <laughs> oh, God. I want to see that. I want to see like the dramatic moment where Just they're like Lumiere and Cogsworth trying to figure like, out. How like, to... The, she's like, I'm not ready for the child. Well, they're coming now. If we don't get her out of you now, you'll be grafted together as a Cugs- some sort yeah. of no. Cogsworth. We need to birth this cup from this teapot, otherwise things will be really messed up. We you don't understand. Are... There's a curse saying. coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, there are a lot of problems with this. So film. that child then lost his. The first 10 years of his childhood, yeah. presumably. Yeah. Well, I mean, in their defense, they were like, didn't have that in there. That's why. And then they were like, oh, fuckers kept this kid. Oh, but we've already designed Mrs. Potts to look like a grandmother. It's all right. It's That's so his mum. So is mom. the implication that they age still? It's <laughs> never. Or are they immortal? I, I don't know that they're immortal. I'm pretty sure if you like smashed no, up No, like, I mean, like, See, they don't age. For me, I saw it as that they don't age. Right, mm. I saw it I uh, because yeah. uh, because here's the thing because it says that he will remain a beast forever. Yeah, right? I thought and there so was like a level of like once you curse, this is it's forever. It's just a mortality mm. thing, mm. and I, which that's is sort of more horrifying. Uh, yeah, which is sort of what I saw it. So when they were like, you know, uh, like on his twenty first uh, year, like maybe you know, I always thought I always saw it as he'd be a beast for twenty one years and nobody ages, and mm. then he'd be there forever. But then. Stephen, you're like, no, it's on his 21st year, is in on his 21st birthday, which mm. means that it says 10 years have been rusting. So the idea that he was, mm. you know, 11. Um, he was like 11 or 12, which makes sense if you're going, I guess, for that time of if he was a lord or a prince. Mm. He, someone he like a having. Well, no, there were no parents there. So it would have been. What that, those parents? Well, they're probably dead. That's, you know. It's. it's France, you know, there was probably a revolution. Maybe, so if he maybe was... it's just after the revolution they went around and chopped everyone's heads oh, off. Because it would make sense because he would be in charge. So if he was a child and his parents were gone and he was literally raised, so there would be royal people that go, well, you're in charge even though you're 11. Mm. Yeah, he might be a prince regent where it's yeah. essentially there's like... like a re- there's a reason why he's so not a good person because... Yeah. Cause he's, and that's why they were, you know, you have Mrs. Potts and all that where they go, you have to mm. control your temper, dear, where it's very this motherly... Because they raised him. So you have mm. the servants of like, 
they raised him, not mm. his parents. Mm. You know, like so. Um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm on board. But more I, facts. I don't know, but yeah, more facts. Sorry. Okay. Um, Donny Osmond and Patrick Swayze were considered for the role of Gaston. <laughs> oh, um, Patrick Swayze. Uh, Oswald Osmond did, uh, did go. I oh, sorry, Osmond uh, did play Gaston in a stage version of Beauty and the Beast yeah, uh, later sense. in his life. I can see it. And of course, he is the voice of Shang for Mulan, the yeah. singing voice. Mm. Let's get down to business to, to defeat, defeat boom, boom. Gaston. <laughs> have I told you? I am a white guy. Have I told you the, the fun fact about um, yeah. Mulan? The um, Make a man out of you. No. Such a banger. So in one in the original Chinese Mandarin version. Oh yeah, it's Jackie Chan. It's Jackie Chan mm. sings it. Mm. And voices. Um it. and Jackie Chan at the time had a singing career. Yeah. Mm. There is a music clip you can look up of the music clip that was released by him, Jackie Chan singing Be a Make a Man Out of You. Really fun fact. It is Jackie Chan mind blowing. Is the voice of the beast. In the Chinese language version of this film, yeah, I'm not surprised. Love this it. was the '90s. This was his peak, man. Robbie Benson's voice uh, as the Beast was altered by the growls of real panthers and lions, so that it was uh, oh, well, it had a beastly quality. Mm. Uh, of course, we don't hear that when he is singing um, in the Something There song because it's perceived to be in his head. Yeah, mm. the internal voice. Mm. Uh, the role of Cogsworth was written specifically with John Cleese in mind. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I see the physicality. That's what, I just couldn't get him? Or... No, he turned it down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, rookie mistake. It's a shame, but I think... Honestly, the guy did have, a really good job, it though. It might have even been more distracting. Yeah, David Ogden yeah. stairs, I think, I think is yeah. a much better choice. Oh, gotcha. Yes. No, 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 no. No, you know, chocolates, flowers, promises, promises you don't, don't intend, intend to keep. keep. <laughs> like, yeah, just beautiful. And then Lumiere's like, no, mm. give her something that she would actually like, you dickhead. <laughs> Uh, this film was nominated for the Best Picture Oscar, becoming mm. the first animated film to ever be nominated okay. for that. That's award. why they made an animated section because they were everyone was like, "You can't give an animated film mm. Best Picture," and it's like, mm. if it's a good film, you can. It lost out to Silence of the Lambs, Ugh. which oh, yeah. is arguably a more psychologically troubling yeah. But film. to the Oscars, do they get it right ever? Really, I mean, Sometimes. occasionally. Um, it was the first full-length animated film to win the Golden Globe Award for Best Picture Musical or Comedy. And was the first uh, Best Picture nomination for Disney Pictures since Mary Poppins. Yeah. Mm. So. Did it win for Best Score or uh, Best Music? I can tell you because I have the awards list. Yeah. Uh, no, it should have. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, no. It wasn't Suicide Squad. Because I think it did. They won an Oscar for, maybe it was just Best Picture. It was nominated for six Academy Awards and mm. won two. Uh, obviously, it didn't win the best picture, as we just heard. That went to Science of the Lambs. It won because it's not a picture; it's a movie. Yeah, it won best original score, and it yep. won best original song. There we go. Score and song, no wonder, because mm. it is the best. Mm. The score, it's. Oh, it's it had three songs nominated for best original song. So yeah, it would have dominated the field. Which yeah. one won? Uh, Beauty and the Beast. There we go. Yeah, uh, Be Our Guest and Bell were the other two that were nominated. Mm. It was also nominated for Best Sound. And the sound design is very good it's in so this good. film. Mm-hmm. When the mirror's moving and it's like almost lightsabery but like magical, yeah. just... Vroom, vroom. It's, oh. When they're on the padding and they're walking um, yeah. outside, you can actually hear poor... Huh. You can hear poor taps mm. on um, um, on the, on the uh, you know, what's it called? The tiles yeah. as they leave. So as you hear the... You just hear like the tap of like Paul clanking mm. on the thing because he's not wearing shoes. I was like, man, that's mm. some freaking details some right there. high level stuff. In uh, some other alternate casting, um, the role of Cogsworth was also offered to Sir Patrick Stewart 
who ah. had to turn it down because of work with Star Trek. I'm glad. Yeah, I love Sir Patrick Stewart, but again, I it would have been a I, different Cogsworth. I like that every character in this film. I was like, oh, it's that character. Mm. I, I think if I'd heard, hello, I'm Patrick Stewart, you know. Mm. Uh, hot, what is it? Hot, Earl Grey, hot. Yeah, tea, Earl Grey. Uh, I hot. would have been like, mm. yes. Um, here were some of the other actors that were considered for the Beast. Um, Lawrence Fishburne. Interesting. Oh. How old was he then? Yeah, I, I very don't young. Yeah, he would have been quite young. Got the voice for it. He, I think he could. This would have, have been it. obviously, presumably before Matrix. Even. Yes, about eight years before. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's, got good, a, he's got a good maybe. voice. Would have had a very different career path. I uh, Val Kilmer. No. No, not as good. I can't I remember. I think he's got a great voice. I can't remember what his voice sounds like. Okay. But I can understand why they would have given it to him because mm. of where he was in his career at that point. Uh, Man- oh. Mandy Patinkin? No. He, he's also got a good voice, but I... I, I think you have to be careful with... would be interested to see how they would can't, like how he would do it. Mm. Yeah, I, would, I mean, yeah, probably would have. But like, I, I also think there's... And you can see it from, even in modern day films when some big movie star gets an animated film and you're like, you don't have a voice but you have to remember, for animation. You're like, you don't is, know how to voice act. You know how to act. You don't know how to... But this is, so you have to remember, two different things. this is before Aladdin. They had no money. They weren't cast. This is before The Matrix. Yeah, okay. They, none of them were it's big It's to their names. benefit, though, in mm. many ways. So, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. Get, get, if you're going to make films that are going to stand the test of time, mm. I think you are better off going with someone who is known for that. The final least. actor on this list is Tim Curry. As the beast. I mean, I love Tim Curry. <laughs> That's a different. Hello, Belle. <laughs> I know. I Come think... up to the lab. No, because see I... what's on the slab. It's a very different beast, but he definitely has the voice of that raw, like yeah. space. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But... Show me her father. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you want to be my captive? Um. He would have convinced me of it. Yeah. I would have been like, oh, that's it. Belle's just into it. <laughs> Belle just likes being... A- there are so many things that people going, oh, I think the Beast was hotter. Or like, I think mm. the... I mean, yeah, there is lots of... Yeah, oh, the be- as opposed to things. his human form, his Beast yeah, form. Yeah, there's, I a, think there's I, a lot I, of sex things related to Beauty They the never would have done it at the time. But I think in modern day reading of this, Belle just goes, no, no, I was 100% into it. Mm. I'm into that. I'm into... Mm. The, the power dynamic yeah. can, can you insult and the beast a, like if, if yeah. she's just like yeah no I was just into it I'd be like oh that fantastic she was yeah, she 50 was shades into of it. Bell is what just you do your yeah. thing girl like get it everyone's having a good time everyone's okay. consenting go for it Disney's but, original choice for the director of this film was Richard Williams who was fresh off being the animation director for Who Framed Roger Rabbit mm. Williams declined in order to work on his long standing project that we reviewed recently on the program The Princess and the Cobbler which um, what's that one about? Uh, that was the film that was basically Aladdin that came out the same year as Aladdin but they've been Do working on for close to 30 years it's quite good mm. I actually yeah. really enjoyed it um, okay. when we did it recently but unfortunately yeah Aladdin came out and yeah uh, one of many issues with that mm. film. But yeah, Richard Williams chose to pursue his passion project instead of working on this. Uh, and fair dues to him. Uh, Paige O'Hara, who was the voice of Belle, yeah. sobbed real tears while recording oh. Belle's Morning of the Beast. Yeah. Her performance was so intense that the directors asked her if she was okay, upon which O'Hara dropped out of character and just went, acting! <laughs> I love it. I That scene, it does, I remember as a kid mm. watching that scene and crying yeah. like the way it's this shot scene, sorry, um, when is... when she goes i love you and oh, it's yes. the tears okay. and like that whole shot mm. it's it looks beautiful it's mm-hmm. like drawn amazingly and, and but her crying and and her saying everything's going to be okay like mm. you sort of have this 
and that's again that's when she realizes that she that she loves him that you know she she saw him as a friend she didn't really want to you know but she that she loved him and she just it was it's a beautiful heartbreaking scene and as he, a friend um yeah um and the fact that you know he's like mm. oh, i've got to say goodbye yeah it's a beautiful scene that's mm. always gets me to find the type of love necessary to break the curse it didn't funnily enough yeah um the final bit of trivia i have is when gaston is falling at the end there is a close-up of his eyes for two frames a tiny skull flashes in each of his eyes for the vhs and laser disc releases these frames were altered to remove the skulls so we couldn't find it mm. yeah uh, no alteration was made for the DVD or Blu-ray release, though. Uh, Walt Disney Pictures claims that the skulls determined Gaston's fate, as fans were unsure whether or not he died at the end. Oh, he's definitely dead. I mean, uh, he's yeah, you're not surviving that. Weird dead. place to build a castle, let's be fair. Mm. Uh, um, pretty defensible. They- uh, or one entry, one exit. Exactly. Yeah. That's so defensible. They, re- they can't get in any other way. Yeah, because they, I mean, they could was, get in. That's the only problem. This is old, yeah. this is old school medieval. This is like... Mm. Attrition was the war... They would have just been like, okay, cool, you can't ever get supplies in and out, we'll just starve you out. I mean, France, what what was it? Um, They they, they had... uh, I'm not the story. Yeah, we know know. it's about to go bad in France, but again, I always look at it as, it's a fairy tale, guys. They say it's France, but... It's a. It's, it's Europe. It's your. It's, it's a yeah. fantasy place. Like it's not real. It's yeah. just a yeah. once upon a time. They even have. I love the narrator. Yeah. The narrator's voice here, like, is amazing. And they literally, instead of doing the book, they just the glass, you know, imagery, and it's very um, a Renaissance art. Taylor's old as time. Uh, yeah, Taylor's old as time. It's got that very Renaissance art thing. Like it's literally going. This is a fairy tale. This is not reality. This is not real. It's an animated musical. Like, it's just... It's a preamble. It's the fairy tale you tell your kids when at a certain age. And as you close the final page, you go, Now, I want to have a discussion, kids, about mutual respect in relationship. Mm. And what we're going to call red flags. <laughs> do, you, do you know who the narrator was? Hey. I just looked it up. It was David Ogden Steers. It was Cogsworth. Oh. Bastards. What that, is, what, that, that voice that, acting is amazing, mm. but oh my god! Yeah, no. Ac- according to IMDb, I just did a quick look. Yeah, he is the narrator. That ruins the film because I... <laughs> now <laughs> it's Cogsworth's take. Yeah, it's, it's Cogsworth's unreliable narrator. Once he, yeah, close. But the thing is, yeah, that opening of like, mm. yeah, the, you know, then the spell would be broken. Yeah, and who just, could ever learn to love a beast? Just the music, the dun, 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 and, and evoking those older Disney films with the layers of forest. Um, yeah, we talked yeah. about that was like classic setup. The um, yeah. one of the animation styles oh, of Disney, where they would do. Yeah, you got Bambi's mum there before she gets shot. They yeah. would do layered, <laughs> layered panels so that yeah. they could move in and out, like zoom in and out yeah. of these layered animation panels, yeah. and it still to this day Beautiful. looks. Great. Okay, well we are at the end of this program, which means mm. it's time to score the film. Dean, I hate this part. It was your first time watching Beauty and the Beast. What score would you give it out of 10? I would like to begin by once again <laughs> protesting, as I do every time we have to score a film, mm-hmm. uh, that numbers, raw numbers, uh, ultimately uh, uh, do not do justice of what is uh, uh, an incredibly subjective experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I insist that you listen to the entirety of this podcast. Uh, Don't before. skip the end. If you skip to the end, just as <laughs> like I do on video game reviews sometimes, if I'm not that interested in the, in the movie or the TV show, I skip to see the number and then maybe I'll watch. Okay. The, um... Beauty and the Beast, this movie is a movie that if they're listening to this podcast, they're most likely 
like me and they go, I love this movie. They also, love th- it. this podcast is almost as long as the film now, so they could actually watch it in real time with the film and just see well, you what can matches cut stuff what... out, you do. No, I'm not saying it's a criticism. It's I, just I always like it when the... There pro- is an entire genre yeah, of when the program matches the that film. is commentary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm just saying. I like the power to edit, though, so... <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to give it seven. Seven? It's a middle-of-the-road number. Um, I don't think this film's going to be my favourite all around I don't think I want to watch it again per mm-hmm. se but there's some absol- I mean you know I, I want to be clear like when I, I, I get it like it's mm-hmm. maybe not my film you know it's not for me kind of thing um, not that it's not for me it's just but when, when you look at it subjectively from almost every angle uh, it just slaps it's mm-hmm. they've, they've just killed it in so many departments and mm-hmm. it sounds like there's just some incredibly talented people that, you know, I just aren't working on the same films anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see why this is a part of television, or not television, uh, film history. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, so I'm going to give it a 7.5. I'm going to give it a 7.5. It's a bit of a middle of the road score just because ultimately it is about how it kind of is, it is, appeals to me. Yeah. But I want to make it clear that I think this is, and if you think this is an all-time great... Uh, I think you are not wrong. Mm. Okay. Uh, what about yourself then, Kate? Um, yeah, I think uh, it's hard to... Because I, I see the film... Uh, I, I'm super, super biased. Like, I, mm. There's a photo of me in the paper when I had meningococcal meningitis and I like didn't die. And um, I'm wearing a nightgown and it's a, it's a Beauty and the Beast uh, like mm. Disney nightgown. So this was... I have I can I can remember watching this as a kid and seeing the moment of the beast with when he was like rubbing his neck and like looking and as a kid and those blue eyes as a kid I understood mm. this uh, feeling like not comfortable and unsure and also big and scary but also seeing kindness I think it's also weirdly messed up because my dad had blue eyes and he was I, as a child he was also so big and looming and so and he had horns and he had horns um <laughs> didn't have anger issues uh but i, I think also, early on in his and your mum's relationship she yeah, was he, a captain yeah um <laughs> you had all this talking furniture yeah exactly exactly you had um, a castle and servants uh, but i think it, it made me sort of relate to seeing uh i guess the the perspective of men and that kind of animalistic and but also the the tenderness that can be hidden behind and mm. sort of I was seeing as a child understanding the facets of like what you look like on the outside doesn't necessarily reflect how you're feeling on the inside and mm. that and I have that very clear moment as a kid of that's what I got out of it out mm. of that movie of yeah so I I can't so my child person wants to be like 10 mm-hmm. 10 10 10 you can't get rid Go of it on, um I, I I also think that um yeah uh, yeah um, I might say eight. Uh, I think because ten, if you include the historical context, I think if you, if I think of Howard Ashman, if I think of the work when I like do heavy queer theory and readings that are in a lot of Howard Ashman's work and like mm. from this piece and what it had to do with how it established the rest of what Disney would do mm. and its historical context of the Oscars and where it is as a film, mm. um, but it also has its issues. So I. I um. Yeah. I don't know. Eight, nine. Eight, not eight, nine. Maybe. Sounds like a nine to me. Call, call it an eight and a half or a nine. Eight and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Eight and a half. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We'll go eight and a half. There is something. Th- there is. 
there is something there just based off what that you wasn't said. there before yeah a message because you know i've talked about how i i i worry about the problematic messaging to young women but there is <coughs> some potentially quite beneficial messages to young men mm. off this film oh yeah this whole film is 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 you very know, working out that idea of like this is this kind of toxic image of what a man should be but showing that it's only through growth and and you know and just because the whole community thinks gaston's right doesn't mean they're right yeah yeah he leads the whole community of what it means to be a man and the town cheer him on yes you hunt yes you get the women yes women should be submissive and, and love you and mm. fall at your feet they and should come in threes and be color-coded and be color-coded but, but yeah beast is also a, a, like a mm. figurative representation of that idea that men are the thing of violence i think of threat i think of Mm. imposition yeah. when you know that's not in many that's not the case. and that's the thing and behind him once he let out his anger and a lot of time anger can be steeped in fear and how you view yourself mm. is he is so awkward mm. and i think they did a really good job of you see that regret of why he lashed out you see he doesn't know what to say or do you see a nervousness and a shame of of who he is of like she'll only see him as a, there's that very like of how people view me you see something within him that a lot of people don't see and again when you look at masculinity of they'll only see me as a monster and this is a beast and this is this is how i should be as a man but mm. there's so much more within me and that i need to that you should and show showing it showing that that is that it's in okay. a lot of ways a direct result of environment yeah of mm. on one hand we have you know one who's celebrated and propped up to allow and to therefore the... never grows never changes yeah mm. uh, and gets killed rightly so um, I hope it was painful too. <laughs> I hope he didn't die. You know what I mean? Like I hope he hit the ground. And then the Lingered wolves got and there. Like, no, no, well, <laughs> maybe. But you know, like they say, like when you fall off a building, you don't die. There's yeah. like a period where your entire body's body's mush. Mm. I hope that lasted a while yeah. for him. Uh, back Oof. to the poignant point. Uh, you know, a result of an environment that reinforces toxicity. Yes. Mm. Whereas Beast was a result of uh, a, a truncated version, but still an environment that was like, nah, bro, you got to be better. Mm. Yeah. And that's the whole, that's for me what I, about beauty within, about people seeing who you are on the inside. I think that's also why I liked Mulan about who she wanted to be in society. Mm. But I think this movie is very much about, it's toxic masculinity, the musical. It's, and I mm. think that's, he, Gaston, you're exactly right. He was, <sighs> he was never questioned to change. He was, in fact, he was, he was ex- uh, paraded, which is again mm. why the live action completely missed the f- oh point I, uh, um well I, yeah i have in, in this moment uh I, I think a lot of yeah uh it's changed my opinion somewhat <laughs> I, I partly because i think that my coming in I, I look at these old classic disney's and i think this isn't for me this is for a younger female audience hmm. at least in my mind you know the princess genre kind hmm. of thing um which isn't necessarily true by any means but that is kind of the impression and when I view it as it, from a different angle of this is aimed at young boys, my opinion changes quite dramatically. Because mm. you also because you also have to remember that the that yeah the story was written by men, the lyrics of the story of the characters and the villains was written by a gay man. The music was like this is actually quite a it's a. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, and that's why Belle, she never, the most she does is she learns to stand her ground of this is what I want mm. instead of being polite about it. Is but Belle not the, the main st- character? It's Beauty and the Beast. Because Belle's mm. quite passive. But that's the thing. It's Beauty 
and the Beast. It's yeah. a story about them, but again, a lot of stories, and this is why. Stephen, I'd like to change my number to an eight, please. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But uh, yes, this is why sometimes animated films, and particularly, and I've had this rant with When Harry Met Sally and mm. with Dirty Dancing, is that there's there are films that society goes. These are for girls. Mm. These are for women. Mm. So it's not a film, it's a movie. Or mm. animated films are for children. Mm. And if it's about a princess, it's about it's for girls only and not mm. necessarily like, mm. actually, men, you can watch this. Boys can watch. And yeah. I think that, yeah. I mean, it, it's my favorite animated Disney film. Yeah. Like, like and as a kid, like, I, I loved Aladdin. I really enjoyed Mulan. I've got a real soft spot for Tarzan. Oh, um, I, yeah, got a soft I love, love but, Tarzan. But Beauty yeah. and the Beast was always the one where I'm like, no, that's probably the best one. Yeah. Um, uh, what Kate, would you give it then? Well, I was going to say, Kate, uh, you're still on eight and a half. Did you want to revise it while Dean's changing I feel we've just found, like, a layer. Yeah. And I want to be clear, you revealed this to me yeah. just now, as mm. you were describing how you saw those reflections. As a child, yeah. yeah. In other men... Or, you know, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I'll go to nine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, bump it up to a nine. Good. Okay. Uh, yeah, we're still recording. We can oh, my God. Still. I'm so sorry, Stephen. Oh, what no, would no, you no. give it? I'm not sorry at all. I, I'm not I, sorry I'll at all because I, I, th- I think this is a really rich film for discussion. Um, okay. and, and I think it was a rich film for adaptation. It's just such a shame that the adaptation turned out the way it did. And that's the thing because they could have focused more on that. And instead <clears> they went, no, let's mm. make the beast neg her. Like, yeah. oh, you like to read? Oh, that's not. Oh, you like, of oh, course gross. you like Romeo and Juliet. Ugh. Let's yeah. give Gaston PTSD and everyone's scared of his violence and they have to bribe the Is town. Yes. It's. It's. They, but doesn't when, Hermione fix that with her spells? When we do the live action Beauty and the Beast. Oh my God. Have we, you done it yet? No, we haven't. We, okay. We could get you guys on. Should I not watch it? I would say not watch it. Because I was honestly thinking I might. But now, like, if you want to line that up, we, we, we I'll not. I'll hold off. Yeah. If you want to endure that, Kate. Yeah, I can endure it and rant right. about it. But I worry that without Kate advocating on one side and me advocating <laughs> on the other, we're, we're just going to shit on the film. Well, that'll it be deserves, fun as well. It deserves to be shat on. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Okay, well, we'll look at doing that one maybe later this year. Uh, but we'll for do me... The, we'll do the version with Jackie Chan. Yes, yes. For me, um, I am not going to hesitate in giving this film 10 out of 10. Yeah. This, oh. is, a, this is a 10... Um, Bloody, can you, oh, bloody Disney adults, what a cringe. <laughs> this We're is not right. Even, ten yeah. scissors in the backside out of oh, ten. Why don't you it's, bloody go are, give Walt Disney all your are, money? We Ugh. are not even Disney people. Like, that's no. the thing is I'm not, I love Disney because I grew up on it, but I'm not, mm. I went, when I was in Paris, I was like, oh, there is a Disneyland. You know what? I've always wanted to see it. Mm. But I've never, I've. Now, for the listeners at home, yeah. they're both wearing Mickey Mouse. <laughs> this, this is, no, do no. not believe a word they said. Kate's just shown that she's wearing Disney socks. I've got a tattoo. Steven's just taking his jumper off to reveal he has a full body tattoo of the beast <laughs> so that he looks like the beast when he's shirtless. Ugh. It is off putting. <laughs> no, no. This program has guests who are full Disney aficionados. Yes. See Nicola Brescianini and Dr. Carmen <laughs> Dolly. Um, but I, I, I don't really think there is much that you could do to this film at that time to make it better. I, I think it at is. At that time, yeah. I, I think it is. I think there remarkable. is. Yeah, and that's that's. But fair. I don't begrudge it for not doing those. Yeah. I'm not sitting here like, what were you thinking? Mm. You know, because also to some degree they had to be f- true to the adaptation, and mm. you know, well, they had to be stuck in the time. They had a time frame. They had a time limit. They had a story thing. Yeah, yeah it but wasn't if you're going to adapt an older story that is deeply mm. problematic, it is also problematic to uh, sanitize that yeah. older story. You know. Yeah. yeah. But also, I I just really love this film. 
Uh, and like I, I, I have biases. I, I think it is typical. I think it is the best thing that Disney. Oh, he's, has done. he's just pulled out his four hundred dollar lightsaber that no. he got at Disney World. <laughs> I do agree. I think it is one of the best. Yeah, things. I, I struggle to think of an animated film, particularly in the pre-digital animation era, yeah. that is, that, that that is a better version of itself. Than oh, yeah. So ten, you reckon a ten? I do think a ten. Yeah, okay. I, I, I really, really like this film. Eight, and nine, I, ten. Eight, nine, ten. That's where we're at. Um. And that brings this review to an end. Uh, Kate, thank yes. you so much for 25 thank episodes. Thank you. Uh, thank you for having me for 25 episodes. And Dean, uh, thank you for... What am I on? Um, you're not far Two. off. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, 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 I don't think you're too far off. I think. Can, I, can I tease the listeners with my plan? Yeah, go on then. Have, uh, although I worry, just so you... If you're listening at home, I have a plan for my 25th film that I get to choose... Mm. Uh, I'm going to try and pitch Stephen on doing all three of the trilogy. Mm. I want to do Pitch Perfect mm. because it's a terrible film, but I love it. Well, you'll definitely get to do the first one. Uh, all three it is. <laughs> we'll see how we go. Get down in the comments, people. <laughs> yes, well, uh, certainly. Uh, hey, if you do want to leave us comments, uh, Facebook is a great place to do that. Just search for us uh, by going to Facebook and searching for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Um, Magic Mirror, show me. Episodes of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Boom. They are all available on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and indeed Magic Mirrors everywhere. Uh, and of course, there is a Patreon. Go to patreon.com forward slash podcast for extra bonus features and goodies. But that is all for this week. So until next time, goodbye. Farewell. Oh, I, was, I nearly did Sound of Music. I was like, that's not the movie. Let's do, let's do the, one of the best songs from the movie. See my vest, see my vest, made from real gorilla's chest. See this sweater, there's no better than authentic Irish setter. See this hat, twas my cat, my evening wear vampire bat. These white slippers are albino, African, endangered rhino, grizzly bear, underwear, turtlenecks, I've got my share. Beret of poodle on my noodle, it shall rest. Try this red robin suit, it comes one breast or two. See my vest, see my vest, see my vest. Dun, 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 dun. Like my <laughs> loafers for my gophers. It was that or skin my chauffeurs, but something great yeah, for tuxedo would be best. So let's try prepare these, these, these dogs. Save two for a matching clock. See, see my vest. vest. See my vest. See, see my, vest. my vest. Oh, please, won't you, you see, see my vest? I really like the vest. I gathered that, sir. <laughs> You have been listening to a Thought Jar Productions podcast. For more information, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com.